With all the volatility going on right now, we've seen a lot of retail investors going into the market and maybe even doing things a little blindly. So on today's show, we're going to talk about ways to buy stocks. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling Your Finances. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. It's Your Finances Untangled. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins, and I always look forward to and enjoy the conversation and learn from Mo Param of Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters, you can learn more about at cloudvesters.com. In fact, at the site, you can listen to past podcasts and uh, even check out um, the TV show. I think, Mo, right, the one you and Andrew do, is that on the website as well? Yes, yes, it's on the website. If you go to cloudvesters.com um, and look at our media portion of our page, you'll see videos from our TV show, and you'll be able to listen to our radio show and as well as the podcast. Wow, yeah, you got it all covered there, cloudvesters.com. Speaking of cloudvesters, great to have uh, Mo and and, and the whole team at your side in your investment uh, maneuvers and your investment life that we're looking mm -hmm. at uh, simply buying stocks and we're gonna we're gonna have a buy stocks 101 show here and, mm -hmm. and the right the right ways to go about it and I think the first right way is to have someone like Mo with you uh, to help <laughs> you hey Mo before we get into that can you break down the whole gamestop thing from a couple of weeks ago uh, oh yes yeah what it, was that? A lot of frenzy going on around that time, a lot of rhetoric, but essentially what was going on is there were um, investors that were shorting certain stocks and basically uh, hoping that the stock prices would go down. And uh, there was a movement of individuals who wanted to raise the price of those stocks. And essentially what you what you would have heard was short squeeze squeeze those invest those those hedge fund investors or institutional investors from uh, by inflating and increasing the price of those stocks and mm -hmm. they actually had to fulfill those orders and buy those stocks they were buying it at a much higher price than they were expecting which essentially would essentially squeeze them into uh, an unfortunate situation where they would purchase the stocks that have much higher price than they than they expected so it's way so, over value. Then, right? Yeah, and in, in some aspects, yeah, I mean, uh, some of these uh, like GameStop, which was the number, probably the one that was uh, mostly discussed, and mm -hmm. probably the one that was mostly traded, um, was you know, in a few weeks, it went from I remember the last time I looked at it was thirty some odd dollars a share, and it went up as almost as high as five hundred dollars a share that's, in, that's wild, in, in a matter of days. Yeah, in a matter of days, so and we had. Brokers that broke online, uh, online brokers, but um, brokerage houses that would halt, that were halting <laughs> trading just to minimize volatility. And, you know, some people thought of it as as what was necessary. And, and there were a handful and a large portion of people who thought that was unfair, unfair to, to stop the retail investors from uh, uh, benefiting from an opportunity. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, I mean, what was there anything illegal about that or not proper about what happened or you know, <laughs> something that happens i mean the, 
the the legality of it is still being processed, right? Because um, what some people are saying is it's market manipulation. What some people are saying is that it's a it's a group of individuals that are doing this. And if you're investing as a group, there's different disclaimers and different registrations you not have to, really an to go through. Group, though. You know but what it's I'm not saying? an organized group. Yeah, it's not. It's, it it's was like, almost like a movement. If you bought it when it was 30 and then it shot up to 500, should you get rid of it quickly? Oh, uh, good question, right? It's, it's, you know, it's almost getting some froth off the table, right? Getting some, getting some of the returns off the table, which, which, which in some aspects is, is what people are doing in, in investing overall, right? It's understanding when to buy and sell, you know, investing 101 is, you know, you buy low and sell high, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have some profits, you have to say to yourself, is this a good time to maybe, you know, take some profits off the table, actually realize some of your gains and take it as a win, right? Yeah. And then also there's a timing aspect of it too. Not that we're trying to market time or anything of that sort, but if you took some off the table at call it 300, but then, you know, 24 hours later, it's up to 500. Well, you may have missed out on that opportunity to get that portion of the growth, yeah. right? So it's a balance of understanding when is a good time. And that's, that's part of financial planning, right? Understanding when's a good time to, to realize some of your some of your gains because until you actually realize it right it's it's almost imaginary right it's it's just numbers yeah, on sure. a on a screen numbers on a on a statement but it's not in your pocket right but the only way to, to the only way to have it in your pocket is to actually sell and knowing uh, your risk your ability to manage risk your ability to absorb risk and understanding um, uh, how that all works is part of investing understanding when is it a good time to you know instead of shooting for home runs right or hitting home runs mm-hmm. maybe just t- taking some other profits off the table and continue investing right but it's not saying that we continue to, to, that we just stop but understanding when is it a good time for me to realize some of my gains and continue investing well i'm the perfect person to ask you questions on this topic of the podcast today getting into the stock game because I am a total layperson, and so let's okay. just say, <laughs> let, let's say I've got money, just it's in the bank, and yes, as excited as I get every quarter when I see those few pennies, interest that it earns, uh, I've decided I want to make more than those few pennies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm coming to you. I don't know what to do. You might as well ask me to climb Mount Everest. I don't know what to do. I'm coming to somebody like you. What advice are you going to give me from from the get go? Well, if you think about it, if you're trying to climb Mount Everest, right, first thing you want to do is research, do some research, right? You want mm-hmm. to figure out, first of all, where is Mount Everest? How do I get there? Um, and hire and a so, Sherpa, which you are, Sherpa. remember. <laughs> and for those who, who don't know, listen to, to some of our previous podcasts, we've talked about that. But just like climb, climbing Mount Everest, right, you do some research. So when it comes to investing, first thing you want to do is understand that you have to find a platform to actually invest in. You just can't call, um, you know, Apple and say, "Hey, I want to buy your stocks." Right? You have to find <laughs> a place. A you have to find a, a brokerage to to actually purchase the stocks. Right? So you have to uh, some brokerage houses. Uh, so here at Cloudvestors and Asset Management Group, we use TD Ameritrade as our custodian. So that's the the custodian that we use to to invest for our clients. So that's one broker house. Um, uh, there's a lot of apps nowadays that allow you to invest. So 
I'm sure our listeners have heard of Robin Hood, have heard of Acorn, E-Trade, mm-hmm. right? Charles Schwab. Uh, these are all different brokers or brokerage houses that allow you to actually invest. So some, like I said, some have pros and cons. Uh, you know, some are just apps where you can just download it from your phone and and be able to do trading there. So again, it's picking the online um, online broker that you can use in order to to actually enter into the market. So so really, that's the first thing you want to do is identify which one uh, which platform you want to use in order to start purchasing um, your stocks. I've been reading about uh, behavioral investing and um, behavioral economics and behavioral finance. And I know you can't buy on emotion, but you really should believe in the company you invest in, shouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to do the research, right? Some, so yeah, so, so sometimes, you know, so when I was talking to um, one of my stepsons about investing, he wanted to learn more about investing. And for, you know, a 13 year old, 14 year old who's learning about investing, yeah, I, I told him, Start thinking about companies that you that you that you know pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Or that you see on a day to day basis. You know, like look around your house, look around your room, and see items and see and see companies like Nike, for instance. He has a, a, a closet full of Nike sneakers, right? <laughs> you know, he's used he uses an he uses an iPhone. He has you know Roku for on his TV, right? Mm-hmm. So these are brands, and his uh, friends that, all do too. And so his, his friends all do too. Yeah, <laughs> right? so. You want to you, you want to have some type of understanding and some research behind the stocks that you want to get into. I think that's that's one of the things that can drive people the wrong way is if they just go into it blindly and maybe just listen to media or friends and say, "Hey, I've got this stock tip for you," and not understanding what the companies, the objective of the companies, what, what how the companies are doing, what what is what's their PE. You know, what's the volume behind the company? How have they done hi- uh, historically? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they just go in blindly because of maybe something that they've heard. Yo, I see I see the stock is going up. It's a perfect time to buy, but I have no idea of, of the company's history, where they're projected to go. Have they read the annual reports? The, the, a lot of the research that you can find is available to the public. You know, these are public companies. And a lot of the data has to be distributed to the public so that you can understand the context behind the companies themselves. So things you may want to consider is looking at the websites. Um, you can you can look at their SEC filings. Companies have conference calls and you can read the transcripts of the conference calls. And so getting as much research as possible to, uh, of some stocks that you've identified that you want to get into, you know, you definitely want to do your research up front before you start going ahead and, and uh, uh, departing some money from your from your savings accounts from your from your bank account from your mm-hmm. checking account into the market. Okay, and then here's the other thing I wouldn't know, but I would ask you how many. So how many shares do I buy? <laughs> can I buy? You know, I don't know. You know. yes. Uh, so so you know a share is is a is a as a per, is a percentage a portion of the company, right? So when you see something like company is is going for a hundred dollars a share that means it costs you a hundred dollars to purchase one share of the of the of that stock mm-hmm. so what you want to do is understand the you know how much are you willing to invest or, or able to invest at that time and and if you're able to invest let's say a thousand dollars and if you were to use that same example I was telling you before that means that for that's for that stock if that's at a hundred dollars per share 
that means your your thousand dollars is now are you're able to purchase ten shares of that company. Mm-hmm. So the question is, before you ask, before de- deciding how much shares you're willing, you're able to buy, I'd say ask ask yourself how much money am I willing to to invest right now? How much money can I do? Can mm-hmm. I? And some some of these brokerage houses allow you to do fractional shares, so you don't even have to do a full share. You can do a percentage of the shares, but um, when you're investing, you also are putting your 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 funds that your money at risk. So really, the question you ask yourself is, how much money can I put into the market? How much money can I risk? Right. Right. Even the most stable company them, the, the, themselves, when you're investing, it's an inherent risk. Uh, a bad quarter report, a bad quarterly earnings, a world leader a bad, saying a, a, something, a world leader saying something, <laughs> right. or you know something like what's going like what we talked about before with GameStop uh, of you know some rhetoric that's going on um, in, in in the world can yeah. impact the volatility in the price of the stock. So you may feel like this is a great investment for me right now. I feel stable about the, I feel I feel comfortable about the stability of the company, but a, a tweet can change that value from $100 down to 80 in a matter of, in a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you went from that again that example of $1000 to all of a sudden it's worth $800. You just lost 20% of your value just like that. So again, you want to be able to understand how much risk you're willing to take. How much money should you have and be willing to invest for it to even be effective and worthwhile? That's a that's a great question. So, you know, you know, with our firm, before we start working with our clients to to purchase individual stocks for them, right? Mm-hmm. We we feel that you should have at least, you know, $75,000 to it to start investing to when we start looking at individual stocks. But that doesn't mean that you need to have $75,000 to start investing. You know, we can look at mutual funds. We can look at ETFs where now we're looking at spreading our risk across multiple stocks, but using one investment, one tool like a mutual fund or an ETF. Um, those have, uh, we don't feel you need to have that much of a, of a initial layout to, to invest in these, uh, in these uh, positions. But you know, you, before you start investing too, we also feel that we, we want to make sure that you have your fundamentals established first, right? We want to make sure you have your emergency fund. You know, we want to make sure that we are paying debt or addressing debt. And, and we also want to make sure that you're investing in your employer-sponsored plans, making sure you're maximizing 401ks, Roth IRAs, uh, and, and uh, investments of those sorts and accounts of those sorts. So get the fundamentals in place. And then at that point, we can look at purchasing individual stocks. But you know, nowadays, people are, are using stimulus checks to, to start investing. Mm-hmm. Um, apps like Acorn will, if you sign up and use your debit card with that, with that account, they'll take your fractional ch- shares, right? So if you go to a grocery store and something costs $9.75, or they go, they'll round up, take 25 cents and use that to start purchasing individual shares. So there's, depending on the platform, you can use, you know, you don't have to have that amount to start investing. But for us, because we're fiduciaries, making sure that we're always doing what's in the best interest of our clients, we feel that before we even start investing on individual in individual stocks, we at least have the foundation squared away. <music> 
can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Your finances untangled. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins here with our conversation on the podcast we have uh, with Mo Param about your investment life. Uh, and Mo Param is with Cloud Vesters, and he's the person that you would go to in, in any aspect of your financial life. He can help you out and guide you through, as we're talking about now, if you want to get into the stock game. And we're kind of having a stock buying 101 session here on the podcast. And we've looked at, I really love the quote by uh, Warren Buffett about uh, which company you invest in. It's loosely, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's basically, it would you should invest in the company that you would want to own, that you'd want to be your company. Well, that's a great quote or, uh, because when you are purchasing a stock, you are essentially an owner of the company. Right, you are. Right? Yeah. That, you are. So ask yourself, is this a company that I, I want to invest in, a company that I, I would like to own? And so that's, that's, a, that's a great uh, starting point to figure out, you know, do I want to be an owner of this company if I had the opportunity to? What's your order, your stock order? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so okay, so now we, we, we've decided that we want to buy a stock, right? So now, how, how do you do it, right? Mm -hmm. So you you place an order to purchase a stock. Now, depending on what kind of order you place, is is will depend on when the when the order is actually executed. So if you do a market order, that is that is that you're actually that you're buying or selling. You know, if you're if you already have stocks so and you want to sell it, but if you're if you do a market order, that means you're buying that stock immediately at the price that the stock is trading for at that point. Okay, right. You can do what's called a limit order, which means that you want to buy the stock at a certain price point. So if you go back to the example I mentioned before, if the stock is trading at $100 right now and you place a market order, then boom, you the, the trade gets executed at $100. But if you do a limit order and say, well, I kind of want to buy that stock at, I see, I see, I see it's been trading, you know, you know, between somewhere between 95 and a uh, hundred and two dollars over the last few hours, right? Over the last day, mm -hmm. so maybe I want to take an opportunity and maybe buy it at ninety eight, right? Okay. So you do a limit order, and the limit order is basically saying that I want to purchase that stock at ninety eight. So you're, the the order isn't executed yet. So it's kind of settings you. It's setting, yeah. It's yeah. setting the expectation. Automatic when you settings, want to. really. It's an automatic setting. So once the the, the stock trades at that price. So if it trades at 98, boom, that's when the, the, the trade is executed. Okay. If it never reaches 98, so let's say it, it goes up and it, it never reached 98, it goes from 100 to 101 to 105, 110, or 110, whatever it is, and it's never executed at 98 at that uh, throughout the day, then the order is canceled. Okay. 
So you really don't. It's not like something. I mean, something that's you you put in all your data on what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. You you set that. You you set these orders, right? So you set it as as if you want a market order, and if you set it at that point, that means boom, you're it's being traded, it's being uh, purchased immediately. But you set that limit order. You're selling. You're telling yourself, when do I want that order to be fulfilled? If you're getting into the stock game, and we talked about how much money really you should have for it to be effective, but then you should also have enough to be able to build diversity, shouldn't you? I mean, you, in other words, I don't want look. I want to buy all Apple or whatever, right? Or all yeah, that's, GameStop. That's, almost, <laughs> that's that's like biz, That's essentially business risk, right? So yeah. that's one of the things with. Uh, investing like a mutual fund or an ETF is because you're able to to spread your risk around just one from one company to a multitude of companies. So when you when you if you take that same example or take an example of $1000 and you buy all Apple stock, right? So mm-hmm. your $1000 is being invested just in Apple. So depending on the way Apple rises or falls, that's how your that's 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 the performance you're going to receive. Mm-hmm. But if you said to yourself, well, uh, I have this $1,000, but I want to spread it around a little bit. Maybe I want to get into some technology, but maybe I want to do some consumer cyclicals. Maybe I want to do some defensive stocks. Maybe I want to get into um, um, some space exploration stocks. So you can so you can purchase multiple stocks, and then that way that $1,000 is spread across. So it's not concentrated in business risk on just one company. Um, you definitely want to look at different sectors, right? Uh, depending on how the market performs, yeah. you know, you may see different sectors. So in one given day, the technology sector may be taking off and that may be great if you're in all in technology sec- sectors. But if it's the next day of technology sector is going pretty poorly, then everything else is going to be then all of your stocks are going to be performing negatively as well. So by diversifying in different sectors, different sectors move in different in different ways when the market is going up and down, um, you're able to spread your risk and optimize your portfolio. So that's that's another thing that uh, as a beginner if you're looking to invest is that you you, you want to look at having a strategy right understanding that um, investing is a good opportunity for you to increase your wealth build assets over time but also having a game plan of how you plan on diversifying optimizing the stock market altogether you know i wish i wish i could if i if if i could build a time machine and go back to the early 80s and find the early 80s me and, uh, you know, I'd say something like, hey, dummy, uh, when, you, <laughs> when you get done with that 20th uh, pinball game <laughs> or Pac-Man, <laughs> buy Apple. I mean, that would have been like the time to do it. So that's the uh, surefire way to invest, right? Have a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Go I, had a time, I had a time machine when when uh, Netflix was just going out. I would have I would have thrown the farm at it and. You know, yeah, right, uh, right. I'd, yeah, but you know, you, 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 unfortunately, you can't go back in history, right? Uh-huh. But what you can do is use history and uh, and learn from it, right? And understand that you know, past, but and 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 you'll hear in our in our industry, past performance does not mean uh, that it's going to do the same thing, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's not an indicator of what it's going to do for future performance. But you can look back at history and 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 take and take notes. Take heed, but also just understand how the market has moved, how those stocks have moved in different time frames, different um, 
uh, you know, different administrations, how the how that mar- how the stock has moved in different points of the economic cycle, right? So yeah. you can use data to basically do a it's almost a guess, right? But it's yeah. a logical guess on how the market may how those stocks may move um, moving forward. But it's also again that's that's why working with a advisor, working with a fiduciary advisor to to along with yourself is a great place to start working uh, and to start investing. Right? Don't take this this journey on your by yourself. No, absolutely. You know, if you can partner up no. with a financial advisor who understands you, who who's doing this on a day to day basis, right, uh, and has the resources to educate you but also to help you and guide you along the path. Just want to mention Cloudvestors is a fiduciary firm, meaning that they're bound to act in your best interest and also a firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey, cloudvestors.com. And in the last couple of minutes we've got here, uh, we, we host a radio show with Andrew Nida, uh, your partner in the firm's asset yeah. management group in Cloudvestors. And we were, and that, that show focuses on retirement. So we actually devoted a segment to how your your whole, all your strategies in retirement should evolve as your life does. And, but that you can, you can say not just re- retirement, but in your financial life from even a young adult, uh, your, your stock buying game certainly could change not only with the performance of the companies, but with how your life is changing. Yeah. You know, if you're just starting out, right. And it's the first time you're investing. And one of the questions you ask is how much can I invest or how many shares can I buy? Right. So mm-hmm. maybe if you're just starting out, you know, maybe you you have only a hundred dollars. You know, maybe a hundred dollars a month, a hundred dollars a week to start investing, right? Because you're just starting out. But as you get more familiar with the market, maybe as your income continues to grow, then you may be more comfortable. You know, investing now two hundred dollars a week, maybe three hundred dollars a week. Right. Um, so that's that's how your investment portfolio and your investing trading can mature as you mature as well, and then also also different vehicles too, right? You you may when, when you're just starting out, maybe you don't have any, uh, you're not married, you don't have any kids, so maybe you're just investing in a brokerage account for yourself, mm-hmm. or maybe just an IRA. But then now you're married, so you know, maybe now you have a joint account that you want to invest in. Oh, now you have kids, so now you maybe you're investing in a five twenty nine or an UTMA account, right? Um, so then your accounts may the 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 vehicles you invest in may change. Mm-hmm. Maybe you start your own business, and now you want to do a SEP IRA. Um, now you started a company. Now, now you're with a company that has a four hundred one k. So now you're investing in a, in your four hundred one k. So as your life changes, as your life as your life uh, morphs into a, your current situation, your investment strategy should change as well. Well, I like this, and I know that uh, I would come to you because, again, I I can't – I wouldn't know what to do if you said go climb Mount Everest. <laughs> I, I would need a Sherpa. Yeah. And that's you, Mo. You are that's- the Sherpa. Yes, yes, I am the Sherpa. I am the cloud Sherpa. <laughs> cloud Vesters. Great conversation once again, Mo. Let's do it again. Uh, let's do it again, Dave. And for and as always, like us, share us, rate us, and you can always catch us on all different multiple platforms as you get your podcast. So as always, thanks for listening. And uh, Dave, I'll see you next week. See you next week. And yeah, you can also check cloudvesters.com and catch the radio show, the podcast, past podcasts, and the TV show. And this one, we hope you continue to join in on your finances untangled. 
Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.